Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arash's World. Today, we have a very special guest, Daniel Mangena. Welcome to Arash's World. Thank you. This is a lovely world to be in. Very happy to be here. Wonderful. And so well, you are a life coach and an author and a motivational speaker. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I add dreamer to that, would you be okay with that? Uh, yeah. Um, but we've got a specific definition around dreaming over here. So it's not just a yes i'm dreaming there's there's a we, we call it dreaming with our eyes open so we've got a specific way of dreaming wonderful i i mean welcome to the club i mean i i consider myself <laughs> a dreamer but uh um not uh one that is mindlessly dreaming or dreaming the life mm -hmm. away focused dreaming would that be okay mm -hmm. <laughs> all yeah, right so definitely. your book That's is money game money game yes. and a wealth manifestation guide level up your mindset step by step and create an abundant life Let's mm -hmm. talk about that. And especially, sure. um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, sure, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Let's get to All it. All right, let's, let's get started. So money game, you call it a mm -hmm. game. I like that. Yes. But why? Mm -hmm. uh, because I think far too many people put money on a pedestal. At the end of the day, um, th there, was a, there was a moment when it really hit me just how ridiculous it is, ridiculous it is the amount of energy we put into money. Um, so my son's mother's Russian. Um, so a few years ago, uh, I, uh, I decided I was not going to be the only person in the house that doesn't speak Russian. And so I, I secretly started learning Russian in the house. I didn't tell anybody I was just secretly learning. Oh. And of course the basics, the basis of any language, you need to understand the alphabet and the Cyrillic alphabet is very different from the English alphabet. And one of the things I noticed very quickly, and I kind of got this before because I taught myself to transliterate Arabic around 15 years ago was with Arabic, it was different because everything's pretty different, right? You look at a character and you're not, you're, you're learning. Okay, this is a nut sound. This is a but sound. It's got the, the dot underneath. But with the Cyrillic alphabet, it was a little bit mind boggling because there are, there are characters that look the same, but, but the sound is different, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So for those who in the audience who don't know what I'm talking about, um, what we look like as a P is actually a R sound. What we look like as a nut is that, as an N is actually an I sound. And it really struck me that, oh my goodness, it's just a squiggle that triggers a different mental association, a different meaning. And when we look at what money is today, it's literally numbers on a screen that people move around and press a button and make more of. And we've got all of this emotion and all of this stress and all of this anxiety around it, when it literally is just wiggles that we've given meaning to. Yeah, and I I find like you you should let it flow. There's like people who like hold on to it or like penny mm -hmm. pinching or or they don't like give the opportunity for it to grow. And there, I think we we just have to play with it in in a certain yes way. And I, I mm -hmm. completely agree with that. I love that because um, money is important. I think yes. I agree. It's, it's important function. in my life, but it's fun yeah. and it's not the main thing. For me, no. it's like uh, if the money has to be connected with doing something that's that's worth it in my view mm -hmm. that I enjoy, mm -hmm. then it's, it's fine. Just a tool. Like, yeah, it's, it's just a tool. it's just a tool. Exactly, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. It doesn't have its own agenda. It doesn't have an opinion, mm -hmm. but it does have a consciousness, and it's got a consciousness that wants to move. It wants to be in motion, and when it's in motion, it tends to to offer the best results. Let's get to the manifestation, and now um, that's something I've gotten into. I've I've 
like actually a few years ago, I, I saw it, the documentary on The Secret and uh, they talked mm -hmm. about it. And I thought like, well, this sounds like hogwash uh, nonsense. And, uh, <laughs> but I was like, I just want to give it a try. You know, like I, I, I'm mm -hmm. playful and it's like, let's let's see what happens. Let's keep an open mind. And it became true. So it's for mm. me that was shocking that uh, this uh, manifestation and here um, having these positive outlook and this desire and this dream again mm -hmm. could become reality if we if we believe in it. We have to do take the action too. It's not like I just sit mm -hmm. in my home and things work out. I win the lottery, but it mm -hmm. did work out. So I was quite stunned when that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so this is one of the concepts that we explore in Money Game. And for those of you who haven't heard of the book or read the book, it's very short. It's it's a playbook. It doesn't have lots of stories and tomes. It's it's a playbook for you to get in and get manifesting money now. Mm -hmm. And so I break down what it is, how to play the game, and why the game actually works in order to bring you into a place where you can manifest money. And one of the things that we look at is the different layers of our reality that need to be synced up, that need to be aligned or in alignment in order for us to experience something. And what it sounds like you experienced is you had this idea of playing with this game of manifesting. You shifted your emotional state and your, your, your vibe, your frequency around it to be open. You changed your thoughts around it to maybe it'll work out. I'll give it a try and see what happens and changed your behavior to match up that new way that you wanted to show up and things started happening. Oftentimes when people are failing to manifest something, what happens is, is that one of those things is out of sync. Maybe they've got the idea, but they don't take the idea and do anything to match their emotional resilience or their emotional relationship to that idea. And so it gets stuck. Or maybe they do do some inner work, they do some healing, or they do some, I don't know, whatever is popular in the day, but they don't do anything to specifically address the limiting beliefs that they have around the outcome, or they don't change their behavior and wonder why nothing happens. All of those things need to click in. And when they do click in, you will predictably see change and see things show up. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It happened to me. And so it's also when you push too hard. Sometimes you just have to know when to relax and just finding the, mm -hmm. the, the flow, being in the flow. And mm -hmm. I think that's the mm -hmm. best. Sometimes we want too much and then it's not mm -hmm. working out because of, again, us pushing too hard. And so have that kind of mindset of also being patient, but still... Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. not being idle. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Can I can I ask you a question? This is one sure. that always fascinates me. Mm -hmm. It's what, when it comes to pushing too hard, do you think, and this is me asking your opinion, mm -hmm. and listeners, you can you can ask yourself this question too of yourself okay. and of you know what you've witnessed. If I believe something's coming, do I push too hard? No. Do I push something that I believe no. is coming? So yeah. for me, the reason why, one of the core reasons why pushing too hard doesn't lead to an outcome is because if I'm pushing too hard, it's generally because I don't believe it's going to happen, that I think okay. that my force is going to make it happen. So pushing too hard is often an expression of the limiting belief about it happening in the first yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you talk about mindfulness and positive expectations. So uh, let's mm -hmm. look at that. It's not positive mm -hmm. expectations is, uh, in my view, not just positive psychology. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I think this will happen. And I want to be like optimistic about things, even though things mm -hmm. are not good. I think that there is like something else that's involved to it and more like proactive uh, mm -hmm. uh, energy there. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, expectations is one of the, the concepts that I, I feel that people don't give enough relevance to, mm -hmm. unfortunately, not recognizing just how imperative it is. Because when we look at the observer effect and how that impacts what we literally experience in our physical reality, 
our world that we're seeing, that we're experiencing with our senses is the unfolding of our expectation mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. matches up with the Zerber effect and actually collapses the waveform and becomes our physical reality. So our life is literally the unfolding of our expectation. If I have an expectation that's limited to a, a certain viewpoint or limited to a certain experience, it doesn't matter how many ayahuasca ceremonies I go to or how many times I go and see my shaman or how many times I read The Secret, I'm not going to experience the outcome because my expectation hasn't been matched up to what I'm saying that I desire. There has to be that relationship between the two. And the, 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 the coming together of those is work. I need to look at healing what's been standing in the way. I need to look at changing my behaviors to support it. And that, like you mentioned earlier, I'm sitting on the sofa. I've been, I've been doing my happy chance every day. Why haven't I got my abundance yet? It's yeah. like, but there isn't a sync up and the syncing yeah. up that coming together in alignment is where the game is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. And so that's the mm -hmm. financial abundance mindset um, through mm -hmm. what you call micro shifting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Micro shifting is about, I mean, you said this before about pushing too hard. People mm -hmm. go for the big thing, mm -hmm. but our experience is limited to where our unconscious mind is at because mm -hmm. the mind is the gatekeeper to experience. We spoke about the observer effect and there's also the reticular activating system in the brain, which stops us being able to consciously relate to anything that falls outside of the realm of belief of the mind. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to create something that I have no first, second or third hand experience of, and in fact, I have first, second or third hand experience to the opposite, it doesn't matter how much I believe in it, quote unquote. It doesn't matter how many energy healings are done around it or even how hard I work, I'm not gonna be able to experience it. So what we do with micro shifting is we, we reset that glass ceiling as to what we believe is possible. And we raise that glass ceiling in steps that are comfortable enough for the mind to accept, but uncomfortable enough for growth to happen. And so we look at pushing the needle. I, saw, I call it pushing your edge, but not your buttons. Mm -hmm. Pushing the edge of growth so that growth happens, but not so much that we get triggered and end up falling backwards. Yeah, and thank you for mentioning the unconscious. I think that uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't look at that or don't realize that how important it is. It's vital. And um, I think also like our desires, when we say, I mm -hmm. want to do something, if it's not followed mm -hmm. by the unconscious desire and drive, it's not going to work out because often it's mm -hmm. like we say things, it's lip service, but we don't, mm -hmm. we don't really want it. And mm -hmm. or it's not a fit for us. And uh, we, mm -hmm. we don't realize that it isn't because our unconscious is telling us that and mm -hmm. we're not listening to it. We're not making it conscious. So mm -hmm. for me, uh, a great help for me was uh, just uh, looking at it through psychoanalysis of realizing, okay, do I really want this? And if I mm -hmm. do, then everything is in alignment. Again, I love that. Then it's mm -hmm. going to work out. And it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is one of the things I, I found quite early on in my, my coaching career. Uh, when I first started coaching back in 2017, 2018, um, I was working with a lot of people. I ended up working with a lot of people going through some kind of midlife crisis. Reason being is that I was focused on sharing my work uh, with Beyond Intention, which is, you know, consciously creating your reality and having the four-step model to be able to do that. And it was great for people that were in some kind of fresh, fresh, clean slate. So people moving career or moving into retirement or moving from education into, into the workplace. Um, and also people who are going through midlife crisis. So people, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. This is happening. Can you help me? And what I was finding time and time again is that people have spent 10, 15, 20, 30 years building up the white picket fence, the, the, the holiday home or whatever. And then unconsciously there was a disconnect because they didn't really want it. And they, the unconscious basically lashed out. And so they will go and have an affair, right? They go and leave the job. They go and get a Harley Davidson or whatever the thing was, go to alcohol or whatever. 
because the mind was like, ah, I don't really want this. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said like, do we actually want what we're going for? Mm -hmm. Is it aligned? Do we desire it? And, and for me, it's a very simple practice of just asking when I stop and ask myself, how does my heart feel about this thing? Does it feel like something I'm moving towards? Does it make my body feel open? Or do I feel it's something I have to do? It's like, oh my, I need the thing. I'm, I'm pressured to do this thing. If I don't get this, then I need, I need, oh, because this person or that person said, is it something that I, as an individual, me, that I really, really want? Yeah, yeah, that is, that is very important. And uh, I think we get trapped or we delude ourselves. We think we have less power than we actually do. And a lot of mm -hmm. things are in, within our, our range. We have a choice in many, many things. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. often ma many people do not see that or they get stuck in something and say, I can't get out of this because this I, I'm stuck in this relationship. I'm stuck in this rut. But there mm -hmm. is always a, a chance of getting out. But the problem is probably we want things to go too fast. And again, mm -hmm. I like that you mentioned step by step. And it starts with mm -hmm. that first step. It's really important. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you can slowly build on that. And again, why do we want it too fast? We're rushing to get there because we're not sure we'll get there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. When I know I'm getting there, I know I'm getting there. You don't get on the plane. Oh my God, is the plane going to get there? I'm like, oh, it's going to land. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's doubt. It's insecurity. You know, we, we, mm -hmm. we carry that with us and it's, 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 mm -hmm. these are human emotions and it's 100%. like recognizing them as such, you know? So to yeah. realize, like you're saying, this is why I'm lashing out another person. This is why I'm impatient. This is why I, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pushing too hard. And mm -hmm. it's, it's those realizations and being open to them. I think uh, mm -hmm. realizing that and then saying, okay, I'm on this plane. It will get me there. So why mm -hmm. not look out the window? Why not relax? Why not enjoy the Watch time a movie. In between? Watch <laughs> a movie. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and so on. That's wonderful. But one thing else that you mentioned uh, um, here is uh, meditation. But mm -hmm. I've seen it with many people who meditate and they're, it's not working out for them in any way. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. more successful. They're not mm -hmm. calmer. They're not less anxious. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're even mm -hmm. more anxious from, from people I've seen. And mm -hmm. because um, there is a difference here between meditation and mindfulness, to me, they're opposites mm -hmm. to a certain extent. They could be opposites. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You mentioned mindlessly med meditating. So I want to talk about <laughs> that. I love that. Well, first and foremost, I think it's imperative that we, we understand that meditation is a tool to get us into a meditative state. Yes. And a meditative state isn't always met through meditation and even when we use the word meditation there are so many different ways to practice meditation you can do a walking meditation mm -hmm. you can use tantric meditation you can use uh, deep uh, chanting based meditation silent guided transcend uh, tm there are so many different kinds but again not everybody's going to get to that state through the process of meditation i know some people they get into meditative state playing an instrument or they get to it cooking or they get to it mm -hmm. walking and being in nature it's about understanding what is your unique relationship mm -hmm. to that state and how do you get there successfully rather than mindlessly following everybody else's path and then the other thing is is to recognize that meditation regardless of how we get into that space is just one piece of the puzzle if i don't take care of everything else it's not going to be change mm -hmm. if i'm meditating for three hours every day but i'm not then following on and dealing with my limiting beliefs the unconscious mind isn't going to change and the neural pathways aren't going to support my new outcome. And I'm either going to procrastinate, sabotage, not get there, or go back to default at some point anyway, or I'm not changing my habits. So it's recognizing the role that it plays, a very powerful role, 
how I can access the power of that and then holding it in its place as a part of a holistic approach yeah. to getting to where I want to be. Yeah. For me, it's always integrating things. So when, um, mm -hmm. when people say uh, they see it more like a gym, I guess I went to the gym, I did my gym this morning, I'm done. And meditation mm -hmm. is not like that. Or mindfulness is not like that. Mindfulness is like mm -hmm. throughout the whole day, throughout every moment of your life, ideally. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think we need to uh, shift our mindset uh, regarding meditation too. And same way with mm -hmm. church, going to church. Like people go to church mm -hmm. on Sundays and say, like, okay, my duty is done. Check, right? I'm done. Yeah. No, <laughs> this continues. This is every day of your life, every moment of your yeah. life, ideally mm -hmm. again. And mm -hmm. um, it's not just, just like that. So it's not, I did mm -hmm. my meditation uh, today I'm done for the day no it's mm -hmm. like you know and uh, I, I think we need to realize that that uh, mm -hmm. otherwise it's more like an escape more like yeah. an escape 100%. where you think I did this I'm fine now now everything will mm -hmm. be okay and I'll be happy and it doesn't work mm -hmm. out and then you get frustrated exactly 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 family family 100% with you on that one Mm -hmm. So uh, it's kind of like aligning all the different parts. And I like how you mentioned holistic, the holistic view. And um, mm -hmm. it's, it's really important because we are, our brain fragments things. We see things in bits and pieces. We think our job is not related with our family life or our relationships and so on. But it's, it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole, a coherent whole that's all connected and interconnected. And so mm -hmm. um, once we realize that and we fix the different bits and parts, like, like in a car, you know, like every part has to work for it to be running smoothly. Once we do mm -hmm. that, we're in alignment. Things will work out in everything across mm -hmm. the board. It's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like magic. Yeah. Uh, and, and magic is real yes. when, we take the, when we take the mysticism out of magic, mm -hmm. right? It's just like manifestation. We're all manifesting all of the time. It's the unfolding. But are we doing it consciously or are we doing it from a program, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we can take that mysticism out of magic, we can start to experience it every day. But it does demand that we, you know, move on from this idea of just being at church on the Sunday, the mosque on a Saturday, the, the mosque on a Friday, the synagogue on a, on a Saturday. It's, you know, continuing that practice into how we show up every day. Mm -hmm. I'm also very interested in how you got onto this path yourself, how you made these realizations. And it's, <laughs> it's fascinating. And uh, um, I have my own things that happened to me. But what would be your mm -hmm. story here? What's Dan's story? I mean, I started in personal development really young. I was reading books like mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich as a teenager. I read Psycho-Cybernetics as a teenager, uh, studying uh, the work of Joe Carbo and um, Stuart Goldsmith and uh, Wallace D. Wattles, a lot of the people whose work led to what we see now in books like The Secret and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles F. Harnell, another uh, new age thought um, God, godfather. You know, all of these guys got their stuff from the same source material. It's as above, so below, you know, the hermetic teachings and so on and so forth. And I was studying that from very, very young. So I've been, I've been in this material for about 20, 20 22 years. Um, I, I looked at mysticism and the esoteric side of things, oh, you know, going oh. into my early 20s and, and just had the opportunity to go across the board looking at the mind, looking at the deeper, deeper spiritual side as in like encoded, coded talk with, with mystical pieces. Mm. And now, you know, looping back and seeing how science is catching up with things, things like the yes. neotic sciences and so on and so forth. And, you know, the quantum, uh, the quantum uh, field of, of physics is, is really bringing some stuff forward. I, I believe a lot of people oversimplify it and actually bastardize it, which is sad, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, and I've spent, you know, a long time in that material, digesting it, integrating it. And the last four or five years, well, five or six years now, sharing it with people around the world. 
Oh, that's wonderful. So it's it's a mm -hmm. lifelong pursuit as well, you'd yeah. say. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. And for me, it was yeah. uh, also tarot cards really um, helped me when I was a teen. I, I discovered it. Actually, my, my French teacher read it for me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And so, um, and I, I, and it's like, he said, it's easy. It's like, go pick up the cards, a book, it explains it to you and you can do it. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I did it. And what I love about that is that um, it's not so much like, and we have misconceptions about it. It's not so much like this will happen as nothing you can do about it and uh, mm -hmm. get run over by a car or get into an accident. No, it's, it's like, you know, what do you want and how do you get there? And it's, it's showing you the path. And it's showing you the mm -hmm. perfect path, like that's coming again from your intuition and from from mm -hmm. your instinct, and that's that's driving you. But once you can align with that, you don't need the cards anymore. So tarot cards are mm -hmm. a tool as well. Yeah, but you can do without once you are in alignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and you know, again, why do people sometimes end up over relying on these tools? It's because mm -hmm. they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. Again, you know, it's it's very a beautiful point to look at. Where am I putting pressure? Where am I over relying? Because there's clues there as to what might even be standing in the way of me creating what I want to create in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like the connection here between the mind and the body, and a lot of, when it comes to disease too. When we're like, mm -hmm. uh, there is something wrong in our in our thinking, and it's causing these effects. Again, like everything is really interconnected, and I saw that mm -hmm. uh, in my own experience with my blood pressure, which was driven mm -hmm. by by stress, by chronic stress. Mm -hmm. So the toxic way of thinking about things. And once mm -hmm. I, I, I solved it, I was fine. And there was no need for <laughs> medication. And even my family physician was surprised. She's like, how did you do it? And it's like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, you know, don't want to go too far off topic, but mm -hmm, sure. everything that's unfolding in our physical reality is mm -hmm. unfolding in our physical reality because there's a trigger and a, a causation of it. When we're just dealing with the effects, if I'm just dealing with my uh, with my financial situation, but not the limiting beliefs and the limiting emotions that are leading to it, I'm not going to change it. Or even if mm -hmm. I do, it's going to be temporary. If I'm just addressing the symptoms and not the cause, then my health isn't going to change. It might improve <laughs> exactly. or be managed. Exactly. But if I just dig in and deal with what's creating it underneath, then I can have lasting change. Mm -hmm. so uh um stepping beyond intention for you with yes. this program what you're talking about it's not just the intention although intention is very important we need to mm -hmm. go beyond it can you briefly explain yes. to us what uh, what that entails yeah so my work roughly speaking goes into three phases at the moment we've got the beyond intention paradigm which is setting my intentions in order to create my life the alchemic life creation model, which I do generally in retreats, I teach that in retreats, that's choosing my emotional state and allowing that to alchemically create my outcomes. And then lucid living, which is choosing the agreements I have between myself and reality and allowing that to lead to my outcomes. And so beyond intention is getting to the point where I no longer need to keep setting intention because for me, an intention is disrupting whatever my program is. I have to set an intention because my program is going over here. So I need to set an intention to disrupt it and bring it back here but if my life is moving in the way that i want it to go at least generally then i don't need to keep working on the intentionality because the program is generally leading in the right direction so it's about getting everything on board getting the unconscious buying getting the aligned emotional state and and, and and energy field and getting the habits and behaviors aligned then i don't need to set intentions anymore i'm beyond that and moving on to the next phase of the game what if your intention is not realistic where you you asking mm -hmm. for something that you're not able to get what mm -hmm. about those cases well i mean first and foremost 
the not able to get is a matter of perspective uh, and belief, right? Okay. Um, the, 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 the truth is anything is possible. Yeah. The caveat is not everything is probable. Okay. And I think okay. that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the killer that I always like to make the, the differentiation of. <laughs> everything is possible, not everything is probable, but the probability is predicated really on me, my beliefs, my physical capacity, and also my emotional resilience. If I don't have the emotional resilience to hold a, a, a relationship, it doesn't matter how infinite possibility says I can have the love of my life. My emotional resilience isn't there to be able to maintain a healthy relationship. So I need to heal that, right? It doesn't matter how much I believe that I'm going to be a billionaire. If I don't have the habits, behaviors, and environmental relationships to that outcome, nothing is going to show up. It doesn't matter. So the probability is different from the possibility. So that being said, my probability can be increased if I know where I have limitations against the backdrop of that probability. And if I don't try to get there all at once, but look at, again, moving the needle, pushing my edge and not my buttons and micro shifting into an increased probability, then the game changes. I can move into new fields of experience and create things that perhaps weren't as probable for me before. Mm -hmm. I love the term lucid living. I I hadn't thought of that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good, good yeah. job. Yeah, lucid, so living. lucid living. That lucid. makes so much sense. <laughs> Yeah, lucid living is really cool. So um, what we do with the lucid living work, and that's generally much, you know, when we do VIP days, or we do like really, really close work with people. That's treating our life the way that you treat a dream in the lucid state. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if you think about it, lucid dreaming is simply challenging the frameworks that we hold within a dream state, and then taking that leverage position and creating the outcome that we want within the dream state. But all of the main points of lucid dreaming, there is a corresponding aspect in our everyday life as well that can be used to leverage and develop that level of agency in our everyday life also. So you're a lucid dreamer, just to go back for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wonderful. That. Yeah, thank you so much for this conversation. So your book is um, a Money Game, not Memory, Money Game, A Wealth Manifestation Guide, Level Up Your mindset step by step and create an abundant life and so mm -hmm. that is uh here again the step by step i think is hugely important that we we see it we 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 can't have it in a stride but we can keep walking and and get there mm -hmm. i think that's that's hugely mm -hmm. important you also have various other books too is there is there yeah. any specific one you want to mention here for our audience i think i think money game's a good one to start you'll get mm -hmm. to kind of a feel for what i do and more importantly um you'll get some results. And those results will mean that I'm not just another guy that's writing books. It's results that you can actually see tangibly because money, it shows up, it works if it doesn't show up. And the current record now is $75,000 in two days that's been manifested applying the, the, the principles of the book. Yeah. And people apply, it's, it's also the foundation for my signature program, Micro to Millions, which has taken people to millions of dollars, um, hundreds of thousands, financial freedom. It's the same principles. Uh, so okay. start with money game. You can find out more about my books on my website, dreamwithdan.com. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to the website, you can get money game for a dollar if you're okay with ebook. If you need a paperback or, you know, you, you can go over to Amazon. Yeah. You can get it for a dollar at dreamwithdan.com. Okay, perfect. And so you, uh, the Wall Street Journal has called you master of success. 
<laughs> I was one of sev- I was one of several people who highlighted. Okay. Uh, I was nominated by a mentor of mine. Uh, uh, I'm actually uh, now an executive producer in the film studio. He runs Abundant Studios. Okay. But yeah, he he nominated me and uh, made it through the selection committee and, and and was on the panel of people that they were that they were honouring in that article. Wonderful. Uh, I've still yeah. got the I've still got the physical newspaper in my office actually. Great, great. The, the highest <laughs> I got was Master of Arts, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Master of Success sounds so much cool. Thank you so much, Daniel. <laughs> To, to be on Arash's world and I wish you all the best and I hope many people will apply your strategies because it sounds wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. Really appreciate this time, the conversation and the opportunity to serve. Take care. Thank you.